one of my dearest friends, the great Bernie Kozar. Bernie, good morning, bud. How are you? Good morning. What an awesome introduction that is. <laughs> um, don't know where to start with that, but that Cleveland rocks. It's sac- it's sacrilegious here in Cleveland. If you don't know that, uh, really? don't know that song, especially on a Brown Steelers Monday night game. Uh, that's yeah. a huge game. I, I know that's uh, that's a huge game. And going back to your days, and um, you know, obviously, uh, Vinny, you know, Vinny had an issue. He thought Dion Figures was on the Browns. <laughs> <laughs> then he tests the verdi, but uh, yeah, 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 colorblind. But I know this: uh, the Browns and the Steelers. The people really get into this one. In fact, I saw you speaking at some breakfast, Bernie, in front of Steeler fans. You actually gave the Steelers a little bit of credit for a couple of seconds, and then turned on that, didn't you? Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm into this new healing and spirituality in the late third quarter, early fourth quarter of my life, and you know, Sid, I love how what we've. Um, the forum you've given me to talk about some of the injuries and wellness issues that I go through and some of the things that some of us ex-athletes go through and how we could cognitively be here and be present and be on the show at 9, 10 this morning and be festive and fired up and trying to help and heal people, have a positive, great day and an amazing week. But it always wasn't that way. And when we used to play the Browns and Steelers, my mindset was completely different on game day so a lot of people used to come up to me and say hey you gotta hate me because you're a Steelers fan and maybe a lot of Jets fans aren't liking me from my Dallas roots today the way the Cowboys have treated the the two New York teams and yeah. the first week of the season with a, I think a combined 70 to 10 score so yep, yep. I want I want to stay positive there the way the great G-men and uh, awesome Brian Dable responded coming back oh, come on, that greatest stink. second half comeback uh, so what so what seven yes, well, yes so I what love. arizona's a terrible team and the fact they even had to do that shows you the giants aren't very good you also played for miami and jet fans hate miami and they're two and oh uh, they won again they beat the patriots last night on the road so if Tua stays healthy Bill Sims thinks the Dolphins are going to the Super Bowl. We'll see. But I want to go back. You know, I, I got yeah. to work with, with Brian Dable in, in, with Eric Mangini in Cleveland. And I also got to work with Mike McDaniel yeah. here in Cleveland when he was with Kyle Shanahan. What Mike McDaniel is doing with the Dolphins is super special with Tua. And, again, I know the G-men should have put those, the, the Cardinals away earlier. But with, with Coach Dable and Daniel Brown did coming back with scoring on all five possessions in the second half to not let the season get to 0-2, having to go to the 49ers, which I we anybody having to play the 49ers now is a tough situation. <laughs> no, that's a loss. That's a loss. They're 1-2 and two going into week four, so we'll see. You're right. They salvaged maybe some of the season because they would have started 0-3 for sure. And Daniel Jones had a big second half, but again, Arizona is so bad. I'm a die, you know, I'm a big giant, but I am. I can't get excited. But I, this Browns team interests me. Your team here, you know, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's not a good guy. He's a scumbag. You may like him because he's your Browns quarterback. He's a scumbag. But he got like a billion dollars. He like did horrible things to a bunch of women and got away with it because he's an NFL quarterback. But he's a decent player. <laughs> the Browns have a really, really aggressive defense, and that was no fluke. Beating the 0 2 Bengals last week. I liked them on the road in Pittsburgh tonight. If the Browns start the season 2-0, and they may have a ticket tape parade in Cleveland, no? <laughs> well, I'm going to take the lighter side of the first half of your equation on our, our QB and stuff and, and kind of chuckle about how you said the Browns are a, a couple-point favorite tonight. 
um, not to be an egotist, but as a historian of football, the last time the Cleveland Browns were a favorite at the Steelers was way back in 1989 when the old man on the phone was the quarterback. So, <laughs> who, was the quarterback? Was the great... who was the quarterback for the Steelers back then? Was it like O'Donnell or somebody? Or Cordell? I don't um, know. I, don't I think, think that was Bubby. That was Bobby oh, Bubby Briston. Also a Jet. Yeah. 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 So wow. that was, uh, and I love Bubby. So to, to have um, had that outcome, 51 nothing wouldn't be that Ooh. bad. Ooh. And it was fifty-one nothing. Fifty-one nothing. Who had it besides was you? Who had it, now was that uh, you still had uh, Biner and Mack getting a thousand apiece? Who else had a big night that night? So that was a big, uh, big defensive night. Um, um, Ozzy Newsom was still on the oh, team. So Kev, Kev, it was, that was um, that was the Bud Carson's first uh, first game, first mm. year as, mm. as the Browns Browns coach, and you. Um, you said something just interesting too that the Browns have a chance to go two and zero. That's actually that was they have a chance to go two and zero for the first time since 1993. Um, so this is partly why I'm available to talk to you today because <laughs> I was able to. <laughs> the last time I told that story, I told that to before the Browns game last year when we had a chance to go two and zero. It was against the New York Jets. It was alumni weekend, and we had about a half dozen of us around, and our owner, Mr. Haslam, came up, and he said, hey, the Browns, we haven't been 2-0 and in forever. And I go, sir, um, you didn't own the team then, but the forever was 1993 <laughs> and <laughs> when, when we were the quarterback. But we we ended up blowing the game against the Jets that night. So, hey, we have a chance tonight to go 2-0. Uh, and and the way the Steelers looked in week one, Mike Tomlin, Mike Tomlin though, isn't going to let his team fall flat at mm. home. So I don't know if it's, I don't, I don't know if he could help it. I mean, I know I like the kid picking out of Pittsburgh, but that is not a very good Steeler team. I do want to go to Miami for a second. One of my dearest friends, Joseph Tacopina, 46 years, happens to be, if recognize the name, he is probably the most famous and most prominent of all of Donald Trump's attorneys representing uh, President Trump in two of his five cases. And he's a big Miami fan. In fact, he went to the Miami win over Texas A&M with Alex Rodriguez, believe it or not, two weeks ago. And he's all pumped up that the Hurricanes are 3-0. and And now you guys got a winnable game against Temple coming up on Saturday. So the Browns may be 2-0. and The Hurricanes may be 4-0. and That's a double orgasm for Bernie Kosar, yes? <laughs> Absolutely. 40. And at that game, I'm a little disappointed. He didn't call me an A-Rod. I was a little busy. That was the 40th anniversary of the University of Miami's national championship when we uh, we beat Texas A&M uh, two weeks ago. So that was pretty fun. I'm going to have to mess with A-Rod for not checking, out, <laughs> checking, checking me a phone call there. Um, Are you still, all these great Miami Hurricane alumni, Michael Irvin and, and all these guys, and, and you started it all. You won that first championship, beat Nebraska in 1983, uh, Howard Schnellenberger. I mean, people go crazy about Jamar Chase in Cincinnati. You had Eddie George, I mean, Eddie George, Eddie Brown, excuse Eddie me. Eddie Brown. And Eddie Brown was as good as any Bengal wide receiver in the history of that team. I don't care if you're talking about Chris Collinsworth, Isaac Curtis. I don't care. So do you still get, when I was down there, you were still the man. Is that still the case? Well, thank you. Thank you for um, saying it like that. I, I get goosebumps thinking of, I'm so proud to be from Northeastern Ohio, being a Cleveland Brown, foundationally, the University of Miami, 
and those hurricane teams and what they taught me and what resonates within me. And absolutely still cool to be down there and um, to have celebrated that 40th national championship yeah. with, and God bless Howard Snellenberger not being there, but with the Eddie Browns. And you're right. That team was so good that the great Michael Irvin didn't even play that He didn't year. even play. I know. Yeah. Brian, Brian Blades was there. Uh, Brett Perriman. Um, you know, Jerome Brown was on that team. God bless his soul. I mean, yeah. so, so many of our, so many of those guys that, and those teams that, that really were iconically changed and to, and to see Jimmy Johnson and to see the, uh, the 30th year anniversary of the Dallas Cowboys national, uh, of the Super Bowl, yeah. and to see yeah, to be the only quarterback to have been with Jimmy and university of Miami. Um, the Cowboys, and then the Dolphins. And he even admits how he foundationally changed as a person and the coach he is from those great teams that he was a part oh, of. No, those teams were crazy. Come on. You know, you, you had the other wide receiver besides Eddie was Stanley Shakespeare. He's gone too, but he was a great player. And, and your tight end, you know, uh, you always talk about shocking. Glenn Dennison. Yeah, Glenn, Glenn Dennison, Dennison was great. He was great. Great. And great he, player. He told a story two weeks ago about the New York Jets. Yeah. Back in those days, you had to get three years and three games to get your NFL pension at three years and two games. He was 19 hours away from vesting for his pension and the Jets released him. Bastards. So, well, I hate the Jets. So we hate the Jets. So we glad Dallas won yesterday.